Hello, my name is Brandi Hofer, your host and founder of Color Me Happy, a community podcast and book, all of which I started in my in-home studio whilst in the throes of motherhood. I am an artist, author, educator, and mother to three beautiful boys. We live and create together in our in-home studio that is tucked away in the quiet Canadian prairies. Our podcast and community was built to empower and inspire. We chat about everything from motherhood, the art world, business, and health in the most honest and authentic way. It's totally unedited and unfiltered. If you love what we do here, become a part of our free community, Color Me Happy. We have grown the community to support our members with features and interviews. Our link is in the notes. Thank you for being here. I sure do appreciate your time. Welcome to Color Me Happy Podcast. My name is Brandy Hofer, your host. Thank you so much for being here. I sure do appreciate it. Today I'm opting not to do video because I've been extremely under the weather. Um, and I'm in my own personal version of hell because I'm sick and now my kids are home for a week from school. So that should be real interesting. A test of strength, patience, <clears throat> and resilience. <laughs> You have all been in the same boat, I am sure, if you're here listening. Um, So I appreciate it, and uh, stay strong. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited because soon we'll be launching our new site for real. For reals, y'all. And I don't know why I said y'all, because I'm not from the South. I'm in Canada. It would have been more appropriate to say A. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Um, as you can hear, they're having a dance party in the background. Um, and I'm so distracted, but I got to get this podcast out because I'm a day late already uh, because I couldn't move. Um, yeah, so I've also been working really hard and probably the reason I'm sick because I've been burning the midnight oil is uh, getting our large scale portrait class out, which I've been wanting to launch for almost a year. Um, I'm very, very pumped about it. I'm sure you will love it. It has everything you need and probably just a little bit more uh, because I'm just one of those people who crosses their T's and dots their I's but also like put stuff out there in a good way. I'm like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's ready. But like there's more just in case you didn't think it was perfect. Um, So it has our like raw stretching technique for raw canvas. which is really fun because it gets like half the work done for you. Um, And then of course our biggest tip of all is in there. Um, So anyway, you'll see, uh, subscribe to our newsletter if you wanna be the first to hear about those things. We're also, when we launch the site, gonna have a pretty big sale. So you can sign up for our newsletter at our current site, brandyhofer.ca. I'll have that in the link below if you want to have first access to any of those things. I'm very excited about this podcast. I've been keeping it in my back pocket for some time with Amber Vittoria because she she was just really cool to talk to, number one. And um, she was really open and shared everything that she's gone through. And uh, it was a very inspirational podcast in the fact that if you don't ask for stuff, you won't get anywhere. You gotta ask. So in our inspiration newsletter this week, we talk about being brave, uh, taking life really by the horns, um, and taking the reins in your own life because um, sure shit, no one's gonna do it for you. Enjoy this episode and thanks again for being here. Hi mom. Hey buddy. (laughs) Okay, welcome Amber. We only have uh, 24 minutes, so we'll make it like as valuable and as amazing as possible and I won't go on a tangent. 
so I, okay, when did, I love paint pulling, but, and I discovered you a long time ago, and uh, you have lots of fo followers, so I, I love paint pulling, and we discovered it by accident, by like pouring paint on canvas, and then just for the fact that there was a pile of paint, I would have to pull it off. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. And then I was like, what is this underneath? So we've been doing it for, yeah, like almost a decade and it's just so fun. And, and, but when did you start getting into that technique um, in your pieces? Yeah. So I studied printmaking in college. So a while ago and the, method of screen printing was really interesting to me, especially with gradients. Uh, and I really love the idea of pulling ink across a page. But when I graduated and then moved home and then eventually moved out on my own, access to printmaking studios are really expensive in New York. Um, we just moved to LA, so not haven't looked into it here. But I was like, I wonder if I could just pull this without a screen and instead of using ink I could use you know like a acrylic gouache so I started to experiment with different squeegees they're actually car detailing squeegees that I use they're not for they're not art supplies but now they are um and uh started, made them art supplies yeah I started pulling more fine lines and then over time, I wanted to incorporate incorporate gradients back into my work like I did when I was a bit younger. So then I started to use brushes to pull in different directions and then play with masking. So it's, I guess, my way of trying to attempt screen printing without having the whole setup. Um, and it's been really lovely to be able to kind of have that printmaking mindset and approach to painting. Yeah, I'm really excited because, well, I live in a place where there's no way to print make unless you own your own press yeah. and i just ordered a boatload of jelly uh plates nice. that's so awesome. have you ever done that no it's oh been on gosh. the list of like something i want to experiment with because they look so cool but you have yeah to dive them. in yeah dive into that i like i'm like it's you know as creatives we get really excited about stuff Yes. and obsessed and I'm like this is something I I love I love collage I love printmaking I love like I love everything I do but like sometimes we just need to experiment and we can't stick to the like the same just because the one thing that we do is super popular we can get and that's when I messaged you because you were really honest and raw in one of your reels like we can burn out from these things and we can like this is not this one thing is not who we are. It doesn't define everything. Like we're creatives uh, it, and we love to experiment and we love to discover. And that's like the magic in, in what we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll message you once they come. Yeah. I have a little art academy for young people. And so I'm going to do it with first. I'm like, I gotta, like, I want to do this myself first. So, um, but I think it's like a way around using a print press, right? Like yeah. you just rub it with your hands and then that's it. Like, that's it. It makes magic so much easier. Yeah. You're going to let like, them know how they are. And then I'm going to experiment with that just because, you know, I feel like a lot of things in art can be cost prohibitive, prohibitive or space prohibitive. And, um, it's always fun to discover or ways time. around time. time. Printmaking is yeah. very time consuming process especially when you get into like you know copper etching and and stuff like that which i love 
Did you yeah. ever do etchings and and did stuff? etchings, yeah. not engravings? Yeah. Engravings even <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time consuming. Um, and yeah, they're just it's so I just love the idea of printmaking and especially studying design in college. I feel like you know pre graphic design on a computer was essentially printmaking, uh, and uh, that's I feel like that's really a big influence in a lot of what I do. A lot of what I studied in college, I studied sculpture and I, mean, I studied oil painting. That hasn't really come back into my practice just because it didn't stick yeah the patience to let oil paint dry is rough um <laughs> i don't you need it. immediate satisfaction yes i'm like okay this is dry i can move on to the next layer <laughs> great um, but i feel like printmaking and sculpture and also graphic design the combination of those three have really informed a lot of my work um some of even like my more like pressed pieces even though this is pressed like you would on like a print making machine i do it by hand yeah. so like a woodcut yeah. um it has texture like a sculpture so all those um i try to play like i used to when i was younger i try to hold on to that because you know i feel like like you said otherwise it just kind of gets to be boring and then you get burnt out from it and then it doesn't feel joyful anymore and that's the whole point mm -hmm. um so i have a question about when you came out in that raw way on your reel and you have a nice big following which i'm sure propels your business really well and um so what it, what drove you to you know just like be like well i'm just gonna say it all yeah how i feel that especially on instagram in particular it's been evolving where it used to be just a static image platform and now it's a video platform and i know a lot of artists that do static artwork for all like what do we share do we have to share our process that's something that's personal to us and that's also hard to do and like know that you're being recorded <laughs> so you're even though you're recording yourself but like you know you're being recorded as you're making artwork and um i feel like that paired with like this idea that things that happen in repetition on social media tend to pick up steam so if it's like if you do the same thing over and over again people know what to expect when they come to your channel if you will um which is great for like, if you want to build a following, like I haven't, my following hasn't grown in over a year because I'm like, I'm not going to do that because even though it'd be nice to have more people that like my work to see and follow me, like I can't sacrifice my mental health and my love of discovery and exploration within my practice for that. So I figured I'd just, you know, share it. I'm like, I can't be the only one that feels like this. Like this can't be a just a me thing. So um, sometimes it's easier to just post online and even people that you don't know will be like, yeah, I'm feeling the same way, you know, because I feel like my friends that are artists, you know, have all felt that in different ways, but it's always nice to know that people outside of your little circle, your little bubble are also feeling similarly. So you're like, oh, at least I feel less alone in this confusion. So that's why I decided to share like the, you know, the struggle of it. So um, I was glad that it was pretty well received. And I think, you know, being an artist is just kind of going with the flow. And I don't think any artist would predict going with the flow of a social media platform. But um, for all the amazing things that social media has brought artists, you know, we're going to have some struggles too. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, if you look at it that way, with you look at, you know, AI and the algorithm and it connecting with you with the right people, like it is actually a really great gift. Yeah. And um, this amazing tool that we we have at our fingertips that we didn't have before. And there are ways to like, well, 
actually, which I took, do you know Dina Brodsky? Brodsky, Brodsky. I, I'm I terrible with names. names. Terrible. Yeah, really <laughs> bad with names. She does like amazing like sketchbook work and she has, she has like an insane following that keeps on growing because she got, she's like, I didn't fall into this on purpose. I was sleep deprived and my baby wasn't sleeping. And I would stay up till like 3 a.m. and and just figuring out like i just saw that she has a lisp and she's so amazing and i love her and i love how she talks and she's like i just saw the algorithm as like a person and i was figuring it out and she did so she created this like course and it's really great and cool. like debunking like why things are the way they are and so if you're really uh interested in in you know figuring out why Instagram does act the way it does or, or uh, TikTok or anything like she totally debunks it and actually found a Instagram employee, ex Instagram employee. And so the, the skinny is on that is that um, they don't even know how the algorithm's going to work. It's yeah. AI. So they're just predicting and going with it. It's literally teaching itself and they're too are always learning so i think the best way to go about that is like it sucks because the consistency thing if you like you said you've already debunked that that's something you already know if you did the same thing over and over and over again that's what your viewers expect that's what you're i have a real problem with consistency Thanks. and uh or sharing that i'm human and so i'll never stop and I think it's more important to be vulnerable and to be honest and for us and for our viewers, um, because a big, a big growing and a big following doesn't necessarily mean you're just selling art. Like it, it really doesn't. Um, like Dean is like, this is a class for getting viral and the big following. I'm not, it's not a business course. This is not a, like, you yeah. know, They're she's still yeah. the way actually the more effective way to, uh, sell art and to get someone to join your class or whatever is actually still um if you have if you've built a bit of a following it's still still uh carousel images yeah i get more interaction on a carousel and and reception doesn't reach as many people but i get more reception and interaction from a simple carousel of so if if creatives are feeling overwhelmed with with what you talked about on your reel and your post um then like you just don't always have to and dina does a mix of reels and carousels because her reels still travel around and collect her followers and then obviously i got geeky into it too so like That's i awesome. wanted to figure out what she was saying and she's great and she messaged back when i messaged and she came on the podcast but we ended up only talking about motherhood because we oh. ran out of time which was great i mean that's okay um so i want to stop talking because we have 12 minutes left um <laughs> and everyone's heard what i have to say already maybe but um you've grown some great collaborations and partnerships from your instagram so do you want to tell the listeners because i know they'll love this question is how you uh go about um collaborations and relationships with bigger brands and stuff like yeah. that so when i first started i didn't have the following that i do have on social 
And I still to this day, when I do outreach, which I'll talk about in a second, um, I don't even reference my social media platforms. I'm just like, I am an artist. Do you want to work together? So I, <laughs> way back in the day when I was in college, I would reach out to Craigslist ads, which I don't recommend doing now, <laughs> or just like finding brands in magazines. And this predates Instagram. But once Instagram came about and companies started to post on Instagram, the algorithm it's pretty good at the discover page of serving me different like clothing brands and shoe brands and home goods brands that like resonate with me as a person. So I'm like, Oh, well, if it resonates with me and aesthetically, I think it might be a fit. Cause there's some brands that I love that they would never work with me. Just, you know, they have a more monochrome palette and my palette is every color known to man. And, <laughs> um, I would just cold outreach and I send an email introducing myself, why I like the brand, why I would love to work together. And, you know, I'd say like 98% of those emails don't get returns. And especially in the beginning, it's going to take time. But over time, people reach back out to you, even if it's just for a simple, you know, reel of you making an artwork inspired by their product or their service or whatever. And I still do that to this day. So those smaller projects then got noticed where some larger companies like, oh, that's interesting. Can you do something similar-ish for us? And so it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience, but I'm a firm believer that if you put yourself out there, that it may take time and you have to have patience, which I struggle with, that it'll come back to you. Um, I think over time, the following on social media became a little bit too important. I'm starting to see that become less important though over time, which I think is a great thing. I don't think that just because you have a million followers doesn't mean all 1 million people are seeing your work, uh, which is great because you're not trying to. Have it's actually 1% is like the funnel. Yeah. It like it'll see, it'll test it out. It'll be like 1% of your following. And they're like, do you guys like this? And if they don't, they're like, okay. Yep. They just and then so if it like and then it goes to like 10 and then and then if they like really love it but if you have followers who aren't interactive it will never travel out of your funnel which um i went through and like deleted non whatever which was yeah. really you know uh time consuming and annoying but like, I'm like, I'll never reach, like, I'll, I, maybe I'll, that's just not something that will happen for me. But like, I found Instagram used to clear off fakies and they just don't anymore. So anyway, yeah, it's their problems. But coming back down to what you're saying is real life jobs, real life outreach to real people and real collaborations and partnerships and brands. There is so much more power in that. And it's a little bit easier to sometimes I DM, like if I can't find an email for a company and especially if they follow me on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever social media, I'm like, hello friend. Like that's when I'll send yeah. a DM. But usually I'd say like the likelihood of someone seeing an email is slightly higher than someone seeing a direct message. So um, I usually will do that, but sometimes DMs work too. And like, I think that I struggle a lot with like, you know, you, you're like, oh, I spent all these, all these years trying to, you know, create you know a little community around the work that i make and no one sees stuff but then at the end of the day you have to remember like exactly like you said like this is a tool for us to be able to connect with people that don't live within you know a 10 mile radius or 20 mile radius of where we live and that's so incredible so i try to use it more to like connect and chat with people like how we met you know like that's awesome because like otherwise the likelihood of us meeting would have been 
really low without social media. So I try to, whenever I get a little anxious and or sad about it, um, I'll share because I'm human and it's okay to be those things, but then also try to remind myself and reframe it and be like, no, it's okay that not everyone's seeing your stuff. And some things that I don't think will go viral, if you viral, air quotes, will. And then some <laughs> things I'm like, this is going to do amazing. Don't. <laughs> and I think it's just not being precious about just because something doesn't go viral doesn't mean it doesn't have value and then it's not a good piece of artwork. It just means that, like you said, that day, that algorithm or whoever that 1% of people that saw it, you know, that just wasn't their vibe and that's okay. Right. And um, it's hard to remember that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And awesome. actually, you know, that's you what Dina, that. Dina does that. And I reached out to her on Insta, which was, and I reached out to you and I'm so grateful for like, that is cool that we can connect as creatives. It's such a, great tool but she's the her whole thing and her whole why she does this is so you spend less time on it like you figure out your magic number like i'm going to post three times a week get off that's yep. it that's it like have your time for it and then be with your family be with your partners be with your kids like whatever it is in life that you do like i'm the reason why i'm doing this is so you can go on and live real life I love that. I'm going to have yeah. to check her out. DM she's me her the, info she's after. She's the best. Like, <laughs> awesome. I, and I was just talking about, uh, to Kristen Zimmerman and, and I was like, I don't know why I started a podcast, but I like, it seems to be working out. Like it's a magical, like awesome. way to meet like really incredible, powerful, creative women doing like these badass things in the world and it's so cool because your book was just featured right in like times like you saw it in times square was that right yeah that was so so i had a book come out it was my first book of um, art and poetry came out in january and for women's history month i believe it was sponsored by amazon and they advertised a few books in times square which is so exciting i was like oh my work is in times square after i move out of new york <laughs> but yeah um, weird right you can't like be there to be like but it was Decided. so cool. I'm so thankful that my publisher took photos of it because it was just really exciting to see. And I was really thankful to, I didn't know it was happening until it did. So I was really thankful to Amazon for, you know, picking my book out of the So thousands. they didn't even let you know? Like, they did like the okay. day before. They're like, hey, like this is happening. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. You know, it's awesome. So I was really excited and it was just nice to kind of see it showcase like that because working on a book. I love it because it's definitely a time capsule of the period of time where I made it, which is now a few years ago. And it's really lovely to see. It's very experimental instead of putting in like polished, I mean, some are polished, but like polished finished work is a lot of work that was showcasing growth and vulnerability. And um, I did that just for me. So when I'm older and I like look back at that period of time, like I could see that transition from like abstract figurative to fully abstract work. That's really when that happened when I was making that book. So I, I love it. I'm really happy and thankful that that even happened <laughs> for me. Yeah, like things can happen years later. And you just like don't know exactly. Like I think when we follow, like we said, the magic and the intuition and we come back to that and we don't know why exactly we're doing it, but we do it anyway because we love it. Yep. The, the good things will follow. I right? agree. It I'm, might be two years later. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, with which is a little controversial now, but I think over time will be less controversial is playing with artificial intelligence to create artwork too. 
And it's been just really fun because like I used to do sculpture and I just I can't sculpt in our house and I want to do big sculptures, which then also have environmental impacts and to be able to just experiment and play and make things that are abstract that look tangible and not um, has been really fun. And I think, yeah, you always have to lean into that curiosity. And like, even if it doesn't pan out, I've done so many things. Where I'm like, this could be great. And I do. And I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> and then you yeah. it, you know, but like, you'll learn something from that experience. So I agree with you, like just leaning into the magic of, you know, trying something new and experimenting and listening to your inner voice. And um, it always yields something important, even if it's not something beautiful. Yeah. There's always something to take away. Mm -hmm. in in every good or bad experience we had jan arden on but you're in the u.s so you may not know who jan arden is she's like a canadian songstress award-winning and she says uh that something good always comes out of something bad so even if it feels really bad which things do yeah always something something good will come out of come out of that shit storm there's a silver lining in every cloud of a shitstorm. That's for sure. for sure. You can, that can be my quote. I love that. I mean, it's so true <laughs> and it's hard to see it. Like right now, I feel like a lot of freelancers, myself included, like work is really slow. The economy has slowed down and I'm just like, what am I? It's like, I have all this free time and, I, and I'm trying to find new client work. And uh, like, this is the time for me to experiment. I've always wanted to um make bracelets during the pandemic it was really tough to find any type of bead material to get shipped to you because of supply chain and now it's better so i started making like little glass bracelets cool. with my color palette so i try to like you said you try to find that silver lining and it's like okay i'm not getting a lot of client work right now what have i wanted to do or haven't done because i haven't had the time now that i have the time what can i do to kind of fulfill that space so um i like that it's hard to see sometimes but oh my gosh yeah. you'll know. it's hard to take hard to yeah. see um oh one last question ah oh, we're so running out of time okay um it could be a minute or two you just partnered with h&m home didn't you yeah, i did talk about that it was so fun so i worked on that a little over a year ago and it came out of, like two months ago now and it was really incredible because things for the home can be really expensive. My husband and I just moved to Los Angeles from New York and, um, you know, we had a studio, one bedroom apartment situation loft to having three bedrooms. And I was like, furniture and things are expensive. So um, it was really nice that H&M reached out because all of the things that we did were a little bit more accessible. They were more limited edition. So um, it was nice to have something special, but then also something that didn't cost like hundreds of dollars for a pillowcase or something like that. And it was really nice to see my work on objects that people could use. I think a lot of times, you know, most people can't afford artwork or even prints of artwork to put in their home. And um, it's nice to be able to have artwork on a product that they'll likely need and or buy, whether it's a pillow or a plate um, or a rug. I think that that's a really nice way to have art be within someone's home, especially if they're unable to access it in a way that's a bit more traditional, like buying a painting or a print. Mm -hmm. And we can't physically make that many things, right? Yeah. So that's a really great, like, extra passive like or i don't know the deal you made with them but like when you do art licensing and jobs like that like it's another really great passive stream for creatives 100 percent, and that's been 
really and it's also just nice to see your work in other people's homes like people will dm me like That's the, the photo coolest of the fucking thing ever by the way it looks <laughs> it so really rad is. i was like yes you choose my work to put in your home and you're going to look at it every day. It's funny when people will be like, it's in my bathroom. I hope that's not offensive. It's like, no, I love that. That your bathroom is such a personal space. The fact that like you're looking at my artwork, like while you're brushing your teeth every day, like that's really cool. So um, that's always probably the most humbling aspect of doing artwork in that way and having it on products. I love it. Okay. You're, you got to go. Yeah. yeah. But we should do this again. Yeah. We Yes, let's do part two on like collaborations, uplifting things and partnerships and, and stuff like that. And uh, when you get a little more time and this would be great. It was so nice to meet you in person. So nice meeting you too. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I'll send you Dina's info. Perfect. That sounds great. Okay. See ya. All righty. Um, be sure to share what you're working on or any of your thoughts in our free Color Me Happy community on Facebook. Uh, it is a wonderful place where we uplift one another and um, it's, just, it's just a fun place to be. So we hope to see you there. Um, also, we'd love to thank our <laughs> having trouble concentrating with my family around but there's no other time than now to put this out. So, um, and my husband's talking to me because he's not aware of what I'm doing. I'd love to thank our sponsors and our partners because they are the reason we can keep going. If you'd like to become a brand partner, feel free to reach out and get a really sweet, sweet shout out like this. No, we, we partner with our brands in different ways um, in terms of like social media and then getting out in the community and working together. Um, organic, wonderful, good feeling features. For example, BioClean Lloydminster, um, they came and helped us wash our mural wall and uh, they saved us actually in a very big time of need, which is what they do really for people because obviously if your basement floods with sewage, uh, you're feeling pretty low so they not only help you in your like most vulnerable state and time of need um, they are kind about it which we don't get every day in the industry of service so um, we have wonderful wonderful partners um, and relationships so if that sounds like you I would love to speak with you and we can chat more about growing and growing community and impacting community. That's really what it's about and expanding beyond yourself. Um, and it, that's actually what we, that's what you're all ready to do if you just listen to this episode. So thank you so much for being here. I'd also like to thank our other partners, Red Bicycle Communications, BioClean, Disaster Services, which I already said. <laughs> Oasis Hot Yoga and Spin Studio, which we just had a workshop with. So like I said, our partnerships look really different and unique for each um, person and each company. Um, and Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center. Uh, and I think uh, I got them all. But my brain's, to be honest, a bit foggy. So stay well out there and uh, get through this week. We'll chat with you all soon. If you're looking for some time for yourself, to relax, release, and unwind, Oasis has the perfect space for you. They offer yoga and spin classes of all levels. Whether you are a beginner or advanced student, 
Oasis thrives on accommodating all aspects of the practice. Let their serene environment and gracious staff help you in your journey of peace, healing, and strength. Sign up online at www.oasishotyogastudio.com or by downloading the Oasis Hot Yoga Studio app. Feel like yourself. You deserve it.